Hello, friends. Welcome back to Diary of a Psychic Medium with me, Amber Amrine. Today, we will be talking all about the shadow self. We create our own reality, meaning our entire self, the conscious and unconscious aspects, play a role in what we experience. When we have unwanted experiences that pop out of nowhere and seem to not align with who we are or what we're working towards, this is because we have unconscious narratives in the shadow that are playing out. Working with the shadow self is imperative for deep healing and alignment in all areas of life. It is a wonderful but very deep practice, so we will be talking all about it today. Here we go. The shadow self is an aspect of the unconscious, consisting of all the traits you have rejected or disowned because you have grown to believe they are unacceptable. These can be things like selfishness, laziness, and rage, or even more positive traits like sensitivity, independence, and creativity. The shadow self affects our relationships, keeps us stuck in unwanted patterns, and can manifest as a bunch of not very wonderful things which we will cover shortly. Through self-analysis and reflection, you can become aware of your shadow self, which moves it to the subconscious and conscious minds, allowing you to begin working with it and healing. Doing shadow work brings you to a place of self-love and inner peace, growth in all areas, mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually, as well as ensures specific unwanted experiences no longer occur or that they don't have a negative effect on you anymore. This concept of shadow work is one that has grown in popularity a lot, so there are a lot of ways it's been adopted and explored. So today I will be focusing on my view and experience with it. There's often an idea in the spiritual community that you must only focus on light and positivity but that doesn't get you anywhere. <laughs> what you resist persists. In order to grow and heal, you have to face the heavy stuff. The heavy stuff is our greatest teacher and guide. You don't want to get lost in the heaviness, but you have to acknowledge it in order to learn from it and not let it control you. Again, the shadow is a rejected form of ourself, so it's something we are not in tune with or aware of. In order to truly heal and create the life we want to, we must integrate all aspects of ourselves so that they can all come into alignment. I say this all the time, but duality is an illusion. Positive versus negative, light versus dark, those are all labels coming from what lens you're viewing something. At the core, it's all source energy. It's all oneness and non-duality. Shutting yourself off from certain aspects of yourself that don't feel good are essentially cutting you off from your true nature of love and oneness. I talked about this in my death and reincarnation video. Our society's view of life and death are very opposite. Living is allowing life force energy to clearly flow through all aspects of yourself and honoring all parts of who you are. So when we come to the end of a lifetime and pass over, it's actually a beautiful rebirth that occurs because you're fully embodying all aspects of your energy and are connecting to that place of oneness. Death occurs when life force energy is blocked. When we reject certain aspects of ourself, a block occurs in our energy field, which prevents the flow of healthy life force energy to that area. This can then manifest as some sort of disease or illness, unwanted cycles, etc. 
This is a result of a death occurring in your field. When we come into the world as a baby, we slowly begin learning what is acceptable and what is unacceptable in our family, community, and society. It is at that point that we begin rejecting certain aspects of ourselves, labeling them as bad or shameful. This is the creation of the ego. The ego's greatest fear is death, so it will form in such a way to ensure your survival. There's a deep dialogue occurring where we feel if we act out those quote-unquote shameful behaviors, we won't be loved and accepted, which will result in us being rejected by those we depend on, which will then lead to our death. It sounds silly and a bit overdramatic, but this is human nature. We are taught to reject or deny those parts of ourselves, but they don't go anywhere. They just quietly store in the shadow. It will then cause issues such as problematic relationships and cycles, addictions, anger, anxiety, narcissism, manipulation, self-sabotage, fear, low self-worth, the list goes on. Acknowledging the not-so-pretty aspects of our nature can be very uncomfortable, very difficult emotionally, and is quite a lengthy process, but by doing that work to acknowledge and reintegrate those parts of yourself, you come back to life and reprogram what is safe to your subconscious. This allows you to break free from blocks and limitations, which then allows you to manifest what it is you actually want. People are sometimes a bit apprehensive about doing shadow work in fear that they'll end up adopting all of those traits they don't want or will go down some terrible path they've been avoiding. These were absolutely my greatest fears in the beginning, but these are subconscious programs that were built to keep you safe by further rejecting your nature. Those are false, and they do more harm than good. That mentality, that subconscious program, prevents you from healing and can actually have the adverse effect where those traits in your shadow begin unconsciously playing out without you realizing it. By trying not to act a certain way with all your might, you're actually giving that trait a lot of energy to be adopted. By acknowledging the shadow, you prevent it from actually taking hold of you. All the shadow wants is its existence to be recognized and viewed with love. That's it. Other people may feel that they are beyond this work, that they have done no wrong, are the perfect role models, and have nothing to work on. That is also a subconscious programming trying to keep you safe and, again, is preventing you from actually healing. The only way to get to a place of inner peace is to acknowledge the shadow so we can view all aspects of ourselves with unconditional love. We all have that shadow. <laughs> This work is in no means easy. It requires you to go through all the deepest skeletons in your closet, but by bringing them out to process and acknowledge, you gradually release those feelings of shame and disgust towards them. As my dad always says, <laughs> we came here to learn how to be human. We are beautiful, magical, energetic beings at our core, and we made the choice to come here and explore this strange reality. So we need to find a balance between all aspects of ourselves in order to really understand what it means to be human, as well as what we're capable of, because we have a lot more power than we think. Your biggest tool with shadow work is curiosity. Don't observe your shadow with judgment. It exists due to judgment. <laughs> but rather become curious of your nature and what is hidden within it. That makes it a lot easier to view it from a place of love. Just as a note, if you suffer from depression, low self-esteem, and low self-worth, it's best to first develop a solid practice of self-love before diving into shadow work. 
Shadow work goes into your dark areas, so it can be easy to slip into a place of feeling bad about yourself if you don't have a clear sense of how important you are and what your strengths are. I'm speaking from experience here. (laughs) To form a good self-love regimen, you want to show compassion to yourself. So give yourself the amount of rest and the type of food you deserve. Set boundaries. Give yourself permission to stand up for yourself when those boundaries are being pushed on. Prioritize self-care. Give yourself time to meditate. Reward yourself when you've done something well. Acknowledge your strengths. See that your flaws are actually strengths. Give yourself time to do what makes you happy. And most importantly, love yourself through the missteps. It's all a learning process and you only grow stronger with each fumble. What also helped me a lot was writing out quotes and affirmations. I would write them on all the windows and mirrors around me. (laughs) One of my favorite quotes is by Buddha, and it goes like this. You, yourself, as much as anybody in the entire universe, deserves your love and affection. It's simple but effective. (laughs) Some affirmations I have always liked to use are, I am worthy, I am loved, I am enough. All right, on to the work. There are a few ways to spot your shadow in action so that you can begin analyzing it. Oftentimes when we do not like somebody, it's because they represent something in ourselves that we have rejected. For example, if someone is very loud and impulsive and their presence just makes you angry, (laughs) it could be because you were trained to view verbal self-expression and impulsivity as negative character traits. Perhaps you had those urges as a child and were punished for them. This will result in you rejecting those traits and pushing them to the unconscious. To explore the shadow more in this way, make a list of people or characters that bother you and write down what they represent. What is it that bothers you about them? Why? Can you find those traits within yourself? Can you see that it is a normal human behavior? Can you love yourself anyway? Absolutely. (laughs) Another way, as you go about your day, pay attention to what situations trigger an emotional response, whether it be sadness, anxiety, anger, rejection, etc. When you feel an emotion pop up very strongly or you begin instinctually reacting to a situation, for example, if someone cancels on you last minute and it just snaps you and you start going off on them or something, assess what just happened. What about that situation caused that reaction? Why? What emotion is behind it? Why? Is there a fear there? What is it? Journal about it, digging deeper and deeper into it. After gaining a greater awareness of that trigger, you can be aware of it next time so that you can catch the trigger before you react. It's a process and takes time, but you get to the point where, for example, you understand that you view last-minute cancellations as inconsiderate, which is tugging on your trait of inconsideration. When that situation happens again, then you will be able to shift the narrative from that person sucks (laughs) to I'm frustrated at the person, but I understand it's playing on my issue of inconsideration. I love them anyway, and I understand that it was an innocent mistake and they didn't mean to hurt me. That unconscious narrative has now been flipped around so that it will no longer be projected on the situation. That is the power of shadow work. The last thing is patterns. Be aware of recurring patterns. Do you find yourself back in another bad relationship or is there a specific issue that keeps resurfacing, whether it be one of distrust, missed opportunity, etc.? Explore those and get to know what the root of those are. For example, 
If you keep finding yourself getting second place for everything, no matter how hard you try to get first, question it. What would first place mean to you? Do you feel like you would be giving up anything if you actually won first place? Why? What would it feel like to win? Is there an inner resistance to winning first place? Why is it there? What fear is lingering there? Let's say you discover that you correlate winning with egotism and selfishness, which you reject within yourself. So this will tell you that you've been unconsciously self-sabotaging to prevent you from going the distance to win first place. Now you know the blocks, and now you can move past them. Moving past them requires reprogramming the subconscious. You want to redefine what is safe. So allow yourself moments to truly feel and understand that winning is a safe place to be, specifically for that example. You're shifting the narrative so that safety is no longer rejecting yourself and your potential, but rather is aligning yourself with your true purpose. Winning does not equate putting others down, but inspiring others to align with their true purpose too. Repetition and fully feeling those sensations of what you are shifting to allows you to move past everything. Journaling and mindfulness meditations are your biggest friends for shadow work. Getting your thoughts out on paper allows you to just word vomit everything you need to. <laughs> this process is not about holding on or judging. It's about allowing everything to wash through you, thoughts, emotions, and etc. from a neutral, loving, curious state. This process consists of asking questions, finding your answers, not being angry at yourself for those answers, and then repeat. Ask, get your answers, blah, blah, blah. Journaling is a great way to move through this. Since you will need to approach feelings and sensations from a place of neutrality and non-judgment, this is where mindfulness comes in handy. Mindfulness is when you are in the present moment, aware of yourself, very neutral, and matter of fact, not in a place of stress or emotional overwhelm. So, mindfulness meditations are those in which you sit and focus on something. For example, your breathing. If your mind wanders, you just return back to focusing on your breath or whatever it is, very gently and calmly, not forceful and not with judgment. For my fellow movement lovers, you can also do this while taking a walk. So you just want to focus on the sensation of walking, be present in your body and how that feels. If your mind wanders, gently bring it back to the present sensation of walking. I also like to do this with dance improvisation where I'll move slowly and deliberately without music, just focusing on where my body is in the space at each moment. As you are analyzing and exploring your shadow, so while you're asking questions, you want to allow any emotions and feelings to come up and pass. This is how you heal. I like to imagine myself as a transparent sheet mindful in the moment, and the emotions flowing through my body. So I experience them as they enter my body, and then they just slip away. We are looking for answers and clarification in shadow work, but we are not ruminating and replaying things from the past. It's a difference, but it's very subtle. <laughs> you are getting matter-of-fact information that may cause an emotional response as you get it, Totally cool. Allow that emotion to come through, but then let it go. You are not replaying or holding on to scenarios. That replaying program 
is not your friend. <laughs> it is a subconscious program trying to keep you safe by overplanning in case that happens again. Not only does it make that cycle return, but it keeps you in the past. You can't heal if you stay back there. You have to keep moving forward. I hope that makes sense. We are now moving on to my journey with the shadow self. As with any energy work, I don't feel like there is a one-size-fits-all approach, so I just want to share some of my processes with it and the lessons I've learned, just so it all kind of makes sense to tie it all together. I first heard about the concept of the shadow self when I started my spiritual training. I don't remember if I heard about it from my mentor or someone else. All I remember is that it was very briefly brought up. I understood the general concept, but not really. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know how to integrate it or how to heal it or what the process was. I had this idea that my shadow self was literally tied to my shadow. And just like how Peter Pan had to sew his shadow onto his shoes, we had to do the same. <laughs> so I would go outside, sit down, and literally talk to my shadow, trying to have it attached to me. I would either meditate while I spoke to it or would journal it all out, but I would ask questions about what emotions or traits resided within it, why they were there, where they originated from, why I rejected them, what it needed from me, etc. You don't technically need to ask or find out why and when those traits were rejected because, again, you don't need to deep dive in the past. You just need to see that they're there. Anywho, I put into practice all of those analyzing practices that we already talked about. I want to say a year after this, I was taking a shower and a being came to me. It looked tortured. It had deep scars and burns all over its body. Its hair was in like thin patches like it had been ripped out. I was taken off guard. At first, I thought it was perhaps a spirit that needed help that had been tortured and, you know, couldn't pass on. So I was trying to ask it questions and tell it to just follow the light, but it kept repeating that it was me. I was very concerned and was a little bit scared of it, <laughs> but then it dawned on me that it was my shadow. The scars were essentially a result of memories of emotional pain and trauma that had just kind of like physically marked its body, while more recent issues were present as open wounds and burns. With my shadow work, I was great at processing and deep diving, but I thought in order to heal with it, I had to release it. I would try to talk to it, reassure it, send it love, all with the intention of it going away. I would check back in with this self every few days and slowly the scars and burns were healing and disappearing, but it wasn't going anywhere. I finally kind of forced it away, exclaiming that it was healed and free to go. <laughs> I saw this bright light open up and it released into it, so I thought, beautiful, my work is done, all is well. Spoiler alert, the shadow does not go anywhere, and I was just throwing it back into my energy field. <laughs> I still had some weird lingering cycles and still had some more processing to do, so I kept up my questioning and analyzing practice a bit for upkeep whenever things came up. By this point, I was in a relationship for a while that was starting to become a bit problematic. I felt like I had all of this progress I wanted to make, but that they were kind of holding me back from it and causing 
a lot of emotional pain. It got a bit unhealthy, so I finally decided that I had to let it go. This was about five years ago. Once I left, everything completely changed. I began completely redefining who I was. In the middle of this is when my purple and turquoise hair was born. (laughs) This felt like a complete reincarnation in this body. I had very little recollection of who I was previously and was just completely down a new path as a new person. After a little bit, I felt like things from the past began to resurface and like I had to start this shadow work healing process all over. It was very frustrating. I felt like I kind of degenerated in a sense and I didn't understand why. This is a great example of how healing work is not a linear process, but a spiraling one. As you level up in life, you go through the same healing cycle, and once you finish that, you level up again and start it all over again. (laughs) You are constantly evolving, so the healing journey is constantly expanding and going deeper with you. Because as you level up, you have the ability and the capacity to heal deeper and deeper issues. This is also a great example that your shadow does not go anywhere and that you have to actually integrate it. (laughs) I had a great uh aha moment and I got to work. I had a difficult time differentiating between releasing and honoring the shadow. I didn't know how to integrate it and it got me to this weird point where I was sitting in the heaviness too much and it was preventing me from actually healing from things and actually moving forward. If something triggered a certain emotion or feeling, I would just say, this is what I'm feeling. I am honoring it. (laughs) I am feeling it. (laughs) And then I just keep it there and start replaying memories of my childhood of where it may have first come from. This prevented me from moving to a place of healing. It kept me in a weird mood and it just caused some weird cycles and situations to manifest that I did not like. It was a weird time. So I finally paused and acknowledged that, you know, I probably wasn't finding a good balance. So I reflected on it and then realized that I needed to allow my feelings to come through, accept them, I needed to feel them, but then I needed to allow them to leave. Again, you're getting answers and clarification. You're keeping a neutral framework where you are fully open, meaning you are both allowing feelings and sensations to come in as well as allowing them to leave. Remaining neutral amidst all of this is imperative to fully utilize your whole dictionary of experience to integrate all aspects of yourself instead of just focusing and getting stuck on certain specific areas. I reset and had a conversation with my shadow. I asked it what it needed from me, and it simply said that it wanted to be seen and loved. That's it. So I envisioned my shadow next to me and allowed unconditional love to run through me and into my shadow. It got to a point where it was so full of love, it kind of exploded (laughs) and a piece of it detached. It physically manifested as a black mass, kind of in the shape of a bat, it kind of moved like one. I could literally visually see it. It flew into me, and we cuddled for a few minutes. This was right before bed, so I was laying down, just holding it like you would a stuffed animal, feeling the love so deeply. It was such a beautiful moment. I started to doze off a little bit, but then I felt some movement, so I opened my eyes, and I saw it fly away. Kind of circled around a couple times and then flew out the window. 
I became very emotional. It was an incredibly healing moment. If you've been following me on Instagram for a while, I shared this a while ago. A couple years after this whole thing with my shadow bat, (laughs) I had old feelings of low self-worth pop up out of nowhere. I was taken off guard and a bit confused because I (laughs) released them a long time ago and they were coming in very saturated. But I just allowed myself to feel them without judgment. I wasn't angry at myself for going back there. I just let them come through. I sent those feelings a ton of love, allowing that love to wash through my body and slide them away. (laughs) As I started to slide them away, I saw a black mass fly into my room. I didn't know what it was. It like looked like it was hiding. It was just moving very sporadically and I don't know. It was it was weird. It felt kind of familiar, but it was really heavy. It felt like it wanted to absorb in my body, but I didn't know what it was and I just got a bit defensive and I started my whole like only light and love is allowed here. I started sending it Reiki energy, but of course it didn't go anywhere. (laughs) So I was like, okay, this is probably something I need to acknowledge. Took a moment to tap into it and I realized that it was that piece of my shadow body that had detached years prior. I was a little hesitant to let it in because I didn't want it to reattach itself. I felt like it was going to make things worse or bring in some more weird old stuff. Then it dawned on me that it literally is made up of pieces of me that had been constantly rejected for a very long time. It represents those feelings of lack and worthlessness and further rejecting it isn't going to help anybody. So I welcomed it in wholeheartedly It dove into my arms, cuddling into me for a good while. (laughs) We shared an exchange of unconditional love, and it was such a beautiful moment. (laughs) After a little while, I saw this dark mass of energy that was holding those resurfaced feelings kind of pull out of my body towards this shadow chunk. The shadow then absorbed them and flew away, completely taking those resurfaced feelings with it. It was an incredible experience and really taught me that embracing your shadow creates a wonderful friendship with yourself that really just, it's just beautiful and I highly recommend it. It's it's so fulfilling and impactful. Technically, shadows don't go anywhere, but obviously since this one keeps like flying away, I've always had the impression that since I like reincarnated into this new person (laughs) after my huge transition, that part of my shadow was essentially tied to my old self rather than my new being, so it went back to be with it. Time isn't linear, so it's still with me, but it's not with me. You know what I'm saying? It's not like in my immediate surroundings now, and anytime I kind of have a a energy tie that goes back to there, I feel like it'll just kind of come in and help heal that. To further honor my shadow and keep that awareness and love flowing into it, I tap into it a lot when I go into creative mind states. The themes I usually gravitate towards in my choreography are a bit dark and kind of (laughs) weird, and that's because dance is a safe place for me to explore and work through my shadow. The shadow is a great tool and place of inspiration for creativity, whether it be art, writing, movement, decor, (laughs) whatever it is. 
The shadow can be really a wonderful guide for us if we open our hearts to it. Another way to honor the shadow is to talk to it. Imagine it next to you. You can visualize it or feel it and just tell it that it is in your heart always and you love it so much. I'm going to keep repeating myself so that this sinks in. It needs to be accepted in order for you to be aware of unconscious urges and patterns. That is how you stop them. In a meditative or just reflective state, you can ask what it needs from you to feel better and heal so that you can also just create a bond with it. I also recommend honoring any urges you have that come up. For example, if you feel the desire to take a dance class and you've never danced before or learn a new instrument or just take a day off and go camping, do it. Those may start popping up as the blocks are removed, so you want to keep that energy flowing rather than shut it down again. If you want to reflect on where it's coming from to either just understand it or to find an alternative to fulfill it without you doing that because maybe you just don't want to, (laughs) then you can absolutely do that. But I highly recommend to just give it some attention somehow. Fulfill it in some way. And on that note, that's our episode for today. I'm sending you all so much love. Thank you as always for listening and I will talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to Diary of a Psychic Medium with me. Amber Amrine. To learn more about what I do, visit channelwithamber.com. For future updates on the show, to give some feedback on future episodes, or to just connect, follow me on Instagram at channelwithamber. Shout out to Unicorn Heads for my theme song, A Mystical Experience. See you next time.